Hey guys, welcome back to Discover Springford. I'm standing in front of Apothecary Hair Lounge located on Ridge Pike in Royersport. Inside, owner Aaron and Director of Education Blaine are going to discuss how Apothecary came to be and also what they're doing to give back not only to their community, but to make the world a cleaner place. I'm Jeff Desiato, a local realtor, aspiring actor, and transplant to the Springford area. And I'm on a mission to find the best that Springford has to offer. I'll be interviewing local business owners, civil servants, and other prominent members of the community to find out what makes Springford a great place to live, work, eat, and explore. I invite you to join me on my journey as I discover Springford. Aaron, why don't you start us back, you know, when you were little or wherever, yeah. however comfortable you want to be with sharing your personal <laughs> story. A really long time. Um, you know, little Aaron running down the stairs in pigtails or whatever. Um, how did you get into the industry uh, and what brought you specifically to this area with Apothecary Hair Lounge? Well, I can actually think back when I was really little. Um, one of my favorite things to do was to play with people's hair. <laughs> Even my grandfather, who had like a strip of hair. Um, I think there's some pictures of me standing behind him with a comb and barrettes. Um, my very Italian grandfather combing his hair over and over and over again um, <laughs> and basically putting him through my fake salon um, but I did that when I was little I always loved it I had an art background um, my grandfather my father my grandmother all artists um, and so for me I just liked this form of art so I always kind of saw it that way I didn't really see it as I'm just cutting hair or I'm right. just you know coloring hair. I saw it as kind of transforming people. And it was something I really loved to do. So. Yeah, that's really cool. I think that, uh, you know, one of the things that I, not to make it about me, but one of my favorite things is like that transformation that can occur mm -hmm. when people have, uh, and they're, they're treated to an experience that is something that they don't normally think they deserve or, or they, you know, uh, they kind of spend themselves, their, their day, their life thinking about all the things they need to do or need to give to others and they forget about number one, I guess. As they and said, it, so. it is nice. I mean, there's very few careers where you actually get to feel that kind of positive outcome from people and it's instant gratification, right. which is really nice. They can see it happening. Like, yeah. yeah you're... It's like a night and day transformation. Mm -hmm. Somebody you... comes in, they want to be here. I'm not like the dentist. I don't like saying it. Yeah. No dentists <laughs> don't like it when I say things like yeah. that. But where people come in like don't want to be there um here they come in and they want to be here and you know for me i love that kind of feeling and i love people and working with people um so when did you uh go to officially pursue it as a career outside of being five years old or whatever <laughs> oh my goodness i um you don't have to give years but you just say how old years you ago. were. <laughs> yeah, we went to beauty school. Yeah, was, I was going to say, I mean, five, like, five months ago, six months ago. It was a lot longer than <laughs> okay. that. Um, was but, it something like, I'll put it like this, was it you graduated from high school and then you pursued uh, cosmetology immediately? Or? No. Oh, okay. um, I yeah. actually did not. I pursued um, behavioral science. Uh, that's what I went to school for. Um, and I was actually kind of trying to get my footing in that career. It was difficult. You don't make a lot of money. You start out at the bottom of that. 
Um, and it was a lot of work. So I actually started going to beauty school while I was kind of doing that. Um, and I was going to beauty school during the day. And then I said, okay, well, I'm done with, you know, that other career. I love this. I'm going to continue doing this. Um, and I kind of floated in and out for a while. Um, I worked in a salon um, throughout the day, and then I would go work in group homes at night. And then I actually, for about a year, left doing hair altogether and was working as a regional program director running community support programs for adults with autism. Oh, wow. um, and my son was actually diagnosed as being on the spectrum. And it was really hard for me because I felt like work was always work. There was never a break from it because what I was doing at home was the same as what I was doing throughout right. the day. And I missed being in the salon and I came right back to it. Wow. Now, uh, where did you grow up? Did you grow up in this area? No, I actually, I grew up in Delaware County. Um, I went to Upper Darby, so I lived out there. Um, but my family was from this area. Um, you know, my parents moved out there while I was in school, but then moved back here. Um, and I kind of just followed them. So they live in Phoenixville. Okay, yeah, I have to say, uh, for those people that are faithfully watching every single episode, uh, <laughs> you are now the fourth person who has set a business up here that's from Upper Darby of the, <laughs> and I think you're the 11th uh, interviewee. So um, the Railroad Street Bar and Grill, Mike McCluskey is from Upper Darby. Jim Buckman of Stickman Brews is from Upper Darby. Uh, Anna Marie is from Upper Darby and uh, you were number four so I think we got some there must be a connection to Upper Darby that we'll have to we'll have to start a, a side show that's called Discover Upper Darby <laughs> a spinoff or something you don't I don't know if you want to do that no well, they, I think that there's also a testimony for escape. yeah I was going to say <laughs> I was going to say there's a reason why the business is here I love you Delco yeah. <laughs> yeah all my Delco peeps like he works with Delco yeah, he knows sure. all about it <laughs> Oh, it's, a, it's in a whole other world over there. So I grew up in the Northeast, and that's a whole other you know, bag of tricks, whatever you want to call it. So, so it's interesting that you, you, you pursued behavioral science because a lot of times people consider their stylist their therapist in a lot of ways. Uh, I'm sure you get into some really interesting conversations with people because they're their guard is down, for one, because you're already changing their complete persona, essentially. But then they're they're comfortable and they feel like they spend it's between me and you and these four walls. Yes, and, day, so. and you know what? They spend a lot of time sitting there with you. And some people are okay with silence, and others right. don't feel so great with silence. And and sometimes it's just easier to make conversation. And in this career, you learn how to be a conversationalist and be able to talk to someone. Right. And pretty much any someone um, can come in, and we. We're pretty good at making them feel comfortable because we're used to people day in and day out and sitting with people constantly. And so they do get comfortable with us and they'll start to kind of unwind and tell us things. And over the years, we could probably yeah. fill a book with some of the stuff. <laughs> of and some of it is just, stylist. you know, great people who we learn a lot from too. I mean, I've learned a lot from clients yes. over the years. <laughs> all a learning experience both good and bad right mm -hmm. and like Aaron and you were saying um, statistically speaking clients will tell their hairdresser um, something over their spouse best friend and physician <laughs> oh my so God. we we literally do hear it all and you know 30% um, 
of a salon experience is the hair. The rest is how they feel. Right. The trust that's established. Yeah, it's the it's the the atmosphere, the the comfort level, the connection. Yeah, but yeah, that's incredible. It's interesting because there's a trend now where they have like these like all silent salons. I've, I mean, I don't know much about them, but I've heard about it, and I'm just kind of like, I understand it for the like you said the people that aren't comfortable with it, but. I'm a talker. Like, I can't imagine sitting there in complete silence for 45 minutes. I would start to really feel uncomfortable. We have moments of silence here that we try and take advantage of. Um, (laughs) And we we actually incorporate some of it into what we do here, which is a little bit different. Right. Um, What do you you want to elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, (laughs) so when I decided to open here, um, one of the things that I sat down and did was I tried to think of how I could be different. Um, anybody that's been on Ridge Pike knows that anybody that walks through this front door can find a different place to go in seconds. Right. You could throw a stone and end up in another salon. How am I going to create something that is not right in my backyard? Um, and one of those things is really focusing on the type of service that we provide and making it a little bit unique. Um, and one of those things here for us is basically allowing people to come in the door and feel relaxed, but yet not stuffy. Right. So we're usually very friendly with people. We offer them something to drink. We take our time. There's drink menus. There's, you know, other things to kind of make it homey. Like I said, we call this our living room. We do the same thing with our with our guests that come in here. Um, sometimes they'll be processing, and they're kind of allowed to get up and move around and make themselves at home, get right. a magazine, come out here and make something, sit down out here if they'd rather do that. Um, you know, we leave everything really open. We don't have a back room. Right. Um, and the reason why is because we don't want to have that closed off feel. They can see what we're doing when we're mixing color. They can see. It's all open. Um, Everybody knows this stereotypical hairdresser right Mm -hmm. so when a hairdresser disappears you automatically oh they're talking about me they're gossiping right it's just a really great way for guests to continuously interact with us yeah that's awesome i think that i mean as soon as you walk in it's just like you feel like you go back into like just a classic home feel Mm -hmm. with modern obviously decor but um Tell me, do you know a little bit about the history of this building or what it was before you guys came in? Well, before we came in, it was an insurance company. And before that, um, she did some kind of um, decorative painting. Uh, I know there was a lot of work that, that my, I, myself, and my family put into this. Um, we did all the work ourselves. Oh, really? Aside from the plumbing and the electrical, which we hired somebody to do, all of the, the flooring, um, the painting building of the furniture, um, picking out all of this furniture. I matched the Keurig to my pillows. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. I think you know, a wall. <laughs> and curtains. <laughs> we, and it, it's, really it's interesting because like even um, my salon coordinator, she had a big part in it too. I mean, there were nights we would be here till like 11, 12 o'clock at night building the reception desk, wow. which we did poorly <laughs> and had to be redone by my husband. But, <laughs> We did it. I mean, yeah. it, it took, we got it done fairly quickly. Um, but it is nice because when people come in and they say, oh, it's so nice in here, I'm like, <laughs> because I know that every bit of it from, you know, the table to the decoration above the fireplace, I picked out every single piece of it, the coat rack. The, so 
when you put it together and you finally see what you've envisioned come together, right. it's such a great feeling. And that, I would think, lends itself to the experience that you want people to have. Yes. Is that this salon is a unique identity that mm-hmm. that mirrors your 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 values, your your desire to create an experience for customers. So I think that's really cool. And I, I feel like it, it's a good way to kind of get people hooked as soon as they Me, walk in <laughs> to know yeah, you kind of feel the vibe of what you're trying to that's exactly do before they even want. get in the chair. And that's exactly what we want. We want people to be comfortable because there is a unique way that we provide the service. Um, and the way that we do it is we incorporate everything into an experience. A lot of salons do like um, a la carte pricing where you go in and it's like, oh, it's you know $55 for a haircut, but then you have to pay for your blow dry and you have to pay for this and you have to pay for that. With us, when you come in for a haircut, we want you to experience the whole thing. Right. We don't want someone to opt out of a blow dry because they don't want to pay the extra or be surprised when they get to you know the front and they have to pay for their service and go, oh my goodness, well, what's that $15 for? Oh, it's because you got a toner. Or oh, because you got this. Yeah. So everything is really a package, um, and it, it's really nice. It's and it's easier for people to understand. Not only that, but we do a lot with essential oils, things like that. We want people to relax. This is their time away. Right. Um, so everybody that comes in gets a scalp massage, gets a heated steam towel, gets to relax. Our shampoo bowls are unique. They don't have the hanging. No, oh, okay. they have a pillow almost in them that the head rests on, oh, wow. which is really good for the spine. There's yeah. no pressure, but it also allows them to enjoy the experience there. Um, we try and keep it to a minimum. It can get busy in here sometimes, right. but we will dim the lights in that area um, and allow people to kind of relax and enjoy that. And it takes the stress of their day. Right, away. that's always my been my favorite part when I've gone to get my hair cut is the. <laughs> Is the watch because it's like you're you, you kind of can get away from the bustle and you know how often do you have someone like rubbing your head you know mm-hmm. it's just pretty nice. Yeah, <laughs> I've been known to I know I've been known <laughs> to, to kind of drift off in those experiences so and they're like you you, you have to pay us now we're done <laughs> oh okay sorry um, so I know uh, you know we've been talking a lot I want to include Blaine in the conversation how did you guys come together um, to to form this team here in Apothecary. Blaine and I went to beauty school together. Almost and many years. <laughs> those two years ago. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, no, it's been about seventeen. Really? Yeah. That's um, and that's a compliment. By the way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is Botox free. <laughs> so he and I met in beauty school. We became friends in beauty school, um, and then he was doing his thing. I was doing mine. Um, I thought for a while I wanted I wanted to be a mainline stylist. That's what I wanted to do. And I started in Phoenixville originally, but I ended up... Can what that means just for people like I wanted to work out on the mainline. Oh, on the mainline. Okay, I wasn't sure if that was like yeah. a, a type of hair design well, or something. I was completely I ignorant. I didn't really know when I was like, I wanted... All I thought was, you know, I want to be this hairstylist. I want to work out there. I want to make all this money. And so I went out and worked there. And I was like, mm, <laughs> let's bring it back. And I started Too working. Too close to Delco. Just kidding, Delco. <laughs> Sorry. You guys are. Here. <laughs> um, yeah. So we, I brought it back, and I started working locally to this area. And um, I contacted Blaine for a cutathon for a charity event, 
and he came out to help out um, and we were doing haircuts for childhood cancer and um, he came out and we were like please you have to stay with me <laughs> and so he did and he stayed with me for about six years previously and okay. when I came here to open um, I kept asking him like you know you're gonna come you're gonna come you're gonna come and this is when you were working at a different salon yeah. for somebody else. Yeah, and um, so you worked together at another place. We did. We did, and um, I asked him and asked him and asked him, and I think that at the time he was like, kind of like a, he was, he was on the fence. He was <laughs> on the fence, but you know, one of the things I really was like, you know, I'm going to show him that I'm invested in him. Was I brought in the line that he educates for, which I loved anyway. Yeah, but <laughs> I brought in the entire line, the color line. I gave him all the tools that I thought that he would need to be successful and Without said- Without definitive yes. Oh, really? That it was just, you know, we're, we're carrying this. So oh. if you do choose to come here, you know, the, the brand that you educate for, it's, everything's here. Oh, that's awesome. That's a huge leap of faith and, and commitment. That's yeah. amazing. And in the end, the tides turned a little bit and he ended up, um, you know, calling me one night and saying, hey. <laughs> From California. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm in California, and I have no place to go back to. And, oh, wow. th and this was, you know, home. I got yeah. to I got to see um, kind of the transformations that were happening in between my travels. I travel a lot for, for educating. Right. So I would come in, and, you know, there would be a red wall, and I'd come back, and it would be primer. I come back and there'd be a door. Um, so I, you know, intermittently got to see the progress of, of Apothecary coming to life. And um, like you said, it was just the leap of faith and the faith that she had in me where not every salon would say, you know, we want you because you have value. Right. You know, there were other places where I have worked um, and other places that have offered me positions where... You know, this is going to be your cap. You can't, you can't exceed this. Right. And that just wasn't the idea that Aaron had, and it wasn't the idea that I wanted. I didn't want to work in a salon where I'd be working for someone. I wanted to work in a place where I'd be working with someone, where together we would constantly lift each other up and promote each other and encourage each other to do better. Right. That's, I mean, that's a it's a it's a noble pursuit. Unfortunately, I, as you know, that it's hard to find. So it, the fact especially that especially in this industry, yeah, especially <laughs> I've, I've come to know that as I've interviewed different people, not just in this industry, but industries I would not necessarily think of as being like cutthroat. And uh, I mean, I I kind of had a feeling with this industry that it would be just based on stereotypes of you know uh, some of the industries that are more in the uh, the luxury area tend to be a little bit more you know, political and things like that because there's a lot of uh, ego and stuff like that, you know, that floats around. But just in talking with you guys and the, the camaraderie that you have and the, the long-standing relationship, I think that's a testament in and of itself, especially in this industry. Um, so how long have you been in this place, this physical location here? We will be in this physical location a year, October 13th. Oh, okay. So it hasn't been very long. So um, We've grown. Yeah. A lot. Um, it started out with just me and Alyssa, <laughs> and then it became myself, Alyssa, and Blaine, and now it's myself, Alyssa, Blaine, um, and we have three other stylists, oh, wow. and I have another assistant as well. Wow, that's incredible. 
So um, why don't uh, we transition and talk a little bit about the brand that you educate for, Blaine, sure. um, and how a pocket carry operates differently than other salons, because I think that's that's one of the things that was most intriguing to me when, when I met you guys, uh, hearing how you go about your business differently. So I'll let you kind of... I think one of the main draws to Apothecary was when Erin was kind of explaining her vision to a salon and how she was going to be different. Instantaneously, our visions kind of, you know, were a parallel in in that we did want a different experience. We did want to provide kind of that five-star service, just the little extra things for each individual to build more of a trust and a relationship with our guests and not just an in and out, give me your money, you look pretty. Um, we wanted everyone to feel great because staff, guests, everyone. And, um, and then on top of that, to want to be involved with the community and want to be involved just with the well-being of, you know, we, we like to call ourselves people, people, planet, pet friendly, um, just to get involved and, Myself, I personally work for Euphora, one of our brands. Um, Kevin Murphy is our other brand. Um, to have an eco-friendly bra- uh, brand in the salon and to want an educator, to have Aaron want an educator on staff to making sure that um, all of our staff stays well-educated, continuing education, it, it, without it, this right. industry would not thrive. Um so not only to have that continuing education within the salon, but then to also give back to the community, give back to the planet. We've got the eco-friendly brands. And then six months in, we were able to become certified as a green circle salon. Um, so what that means is everything that is used here has some way of being repurposed or recycled. We recycle hair. <laughs> um, we recycle aluminums, obviously plastics, papers. We even recycle unused um, hair color. Really? And tools. Station tools, tools curling irons, so, dryers. Yeah. Do you know uh, some, some examples on how that stuff's reused? Because I, I find that fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So actually, the bags that um, we send back to Green Circle with all of our use are made from hair. Oh, we really? work with Virginia Tech to actually make a, um, a bioplastic. Uh, made out of hair. They also are used to make um, sponges for oil spills, um, pillows for um, shelters in times of need, disasters. Uh, The unused color is uh, turned into new energy. Um, One of the most fascinating things in discovering Green Circle Salon was I found out that any raw material that can't be repurposed, they actually put in a lined landfill so that when that's discovered, when the technology is available to us, they're able to then remove it and repurpose it again. Oh, so it's um, like it's kept to itself it's so that that, itself. that specific material can be repurposed and, again. And, and the oh, thing is, too, like when you're talking about unused hair color, only a small percentage is considered bad. Yeah. The rest of it is water. Right. So the problem is, though, is that when you allow it all back into you know our water systems, our... System. our it's so much worse. So what they do is remove all of the water first. Oh, really? And then you're left with this tiny little bit, which is actually... Yeah, takes, yeah, yeah. you're taking the majority of it. Yeah, yeah, that's really fascinating. So Apothecary, how did you come up with that idea for the brand? Because it's... It, you know, when I first heard it, it sounded like it, it, it fit with all the things that you're doing. 
Um, but at the same time, a lot of that stuff has kind of come on board since the launch, it well, seems. Uh, Apothecary was, that's what really was the birth of everything for me was the name. And it was funny because that was something that, it, it was kind of like my thing. I just right. constantly kept coming back to this name and coming back to this name. For us, our tagline says integrity is everything. So for us, what that means is not just the integrity of your stylist, but the integrity of the salon, the integrity of the products, the integrity of the hair. Um, we are all about healing hair care. Um, how can we make your hair better? Um, if someone were to come in the door and they had hair that was broken and damaged and they said, I will give you $400 for highlights in my hair, please, I just want to be a blonde, I would tell them that this was not the place for them. I would, however, help them in creating a path. How can we heal this? How can we make it better? Um, and it's just about making everything better as a whole, um, too, with people. I mean, everything, from the minute they walk in here, I want it to feel very healing for them. I want the whole the whole experience to feel that way. Um, and I also want things to be safe for my stylists. I know a lot of stylists who have been using chemicals for a really long time. And, you know, for me, it's just not something that I wanted to do. I wanted to bring it back. And, you know, we don't offer services unless they're healthy hair care right. services. That's really important, I think. Uh, I mean, it, integrity, like, you, <laughs> you want to maintain... The, the brand as well like and, and the uh, the imagery behind an apothecary you know is that idea of healing and you know medicinal uh, aspects restore restoration um, so that's a, a great example of that you were gonna say something so I just um you know to roll off with Aaron saying I think once you have she said that that came before anything else anything um, salon wise or is that that name that purpose that mission and once you had the mission, you had asked, you know, how did all the aftermath come? Once you have that clear mission and that clear brand of who you are and you stick to the integrity, right. everything else just comes naturally. You know, eco-friendly brands. Oh, that yeah, fits, fits our right, brand. Yeah. Green circle, um, you know, using energy efficient bulbs, um, eco-friendly water, it, every, uh, waterheads, everything just kind of comes naturally to us right. and we can so easily decipher when when someone comes through that door and says we'd like to offer this for your salon it's just black and white there's no right. gray area for right. us we know that's a part of apothecary or that belongs in another salon that is no better or worse just a just different, different yeah different different goals yeah and, and i do stick to the brand and i stuck to it from the beginning um you know we we did have an incident you know with a product line changing, and as soon as it changed and it didn't fit our mission, I got rid of it. Yeah, and she was that in love day. with this product, yeah. and to hear, to hear that instantaneous decision, that was the. I know we're we're doing the right thing. I know we're in the yeah. right place. That's great because it's like you said. I mean, integrity means something in here, uh, and and the external things not changing the thing in here. You yeah. know, like because there's always going to be temptation to compromise or temptation to, you know, chase the dollar or whatever. Um, and that, that's kind of, it's funny because that's one of my slogans for my real estate thing is, is real person, real needs. And I'm, I'm kind of the same way. 
uh, I mean, wholeheartedly the same way, not with like necessarily eco-friendly real estate. I don't know how that works, but, uh, um, but what I do is I use my real estate business uh, and a portion of all my commissions go to um, provide housing for those in need, as opposed to the people I work with are usually dropping hundreds of thousands, thousands of dollars down on their dream home. There's a lot of people that don't have that option and will never get that option. So I partner with Habitat for Humanity, partner with a foster care organization, like people who don't have a home, finding them a home. So it's kind of cool. Like when you guys were talking about that. I love it. Yeah. I feel like finding, it was really cool when I, when I met Blaine at community day and hearing about it and, and seeing the, the, there's like the straight line from your industry to what you're doing. And like, when people can identify that and know who they are, you, you, you know, you attract those types of experiences, those types of needs. You, you're, you're over, you know, this, the, sorry, the senses are heightened when those things start to be brought into your periphery. And I think if you're not, point them out and find them for yourself. If you're not giving back to the community as a whole, um, I think you're really cutting yourself off and, and you'll be isolated in, in, some form and I think it's really important for both of us as Erin told you with her story you know having a um, a child on the spectrum um, and myself being a child of abuse you know we always try to incorporate that and say you know what did we go through in life what did we experience and how can we make it so people don't have to go through something like that so we've done um, uh, child help is an event every year and we have um different fundraisers and we ways did, to... I donated to Alex's Lemonade Stand baskets uh, giveaways for them um, anything childhood cancer, cancer we, ha- we have some friends and clients here who have children with um, neuroblastoma and wow. you know we definitely support our guests that come in here um, you know if one of them comes to me and says you know I have this benefit um, you know, for, for my child or for this child or for someone, we love to get involved. And that's something we do. We've talked to the girls about volunteering at the soup kitchen, doing something for team building. Um, I want us to have that culture. That's what it's about for us. Anytime someone comes in, I think that, that brought a tear to my eye the first time um, one of Aaron's guests came and said that, you know, she had been diagnosed with cancer and Aaron. You know, it's one of those eye-openers. You don't think about it, and then right. suddenly it fits with our mission. And Aaron said, you know, I'm going to go down this route. We're going to find a company. And um, now every every time someone comes in and they've been diagnosed and they have to cut their hair, there's no charge. How's, you know, how how's that going to make a person feel better if they've yeah. got to come, shave their head off, and then, you know, hand us $50? Yeah. So I thought that was... We do that. Incredible. We also um, do their first haircut after their chemo service too. Right. So, kind of like helping them transition. They should never have to worry about that financial. Right. So, pre chemo, post chemo, keeping up with all of it. I've done wig styling, things like that, and we don't charge for those services. That's incredible. No, that's really awesome. And I think, you know, just I would love to be able to talk to you guys about this stuff because I feel like we're just getting going. Um, but uh, you know just great a great example of knowing who you are and not limiting the reach that you can have by saying oh, I just cut hair or I just do this or I, which is I think unfortunately where everybody kind of falls sometimes mm-hmm. um, 
you know, there are really, the only limits that we have are the ones that we put on ourselves or allow other people to put on us. Um, so I think it's really cool to see what you guys are doing here. Um, as we wrap up, why don't you let people know how they can get in touch with you, your social media platforms, your website, all that information. <laughs> Take it away, Blaine. <laughs> well, we are located on 316 West Ridge Pike in Royers Ford. Uh, you can certainly check us out on Facebook, Apothecary Hair Lounge. You can visit our website, apothecaryhair.com. Uh, find out who we all are as stylists. We have all of our profiles uh, and a little bio about us on our website. We do have Apothecary Hair Lounge uh, via Instagram as well. Um, and again, there are links to each of our own Instagrams. Mm-hmm. And um, they can also stop it. You can stop. Me and people stop in for coffee. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, uh, obviously, if you if you want to book online, you can go straight to the website. If you're old fashioned like me, um, you can give us a call 610-226-2664 and you're probably going to have the nicest conversation you've ever had because Alyssa is a dream coach. <laughs> That's that's like better than the hair service. <laughs> I called one day and she has this like amazing. I, I don't want to call it a script because it's said with such heart. Yeah. But I called and I was like, "It's just me. I just need my payroll." <laughs> but it was just like, right? It's she says, that's good. "To whom do I have the pleasure of speaking with?" Wow. So that's how the phone is answered here. We don't say, "What can I do?" Or how yeah, can I help how can you? I help you? To whom do I have the <laughs> chances? Are they need their hair done? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> chances are. What are you calling in reference to? <laughs> Would you like the time? No. <laughs> oh, she would, she would supply them. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. So thanks, guys. Blaine, Thank Aaron, thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thanks a lot for watching this episode of Discover Springford. I encourage you to stop in to see Eric Blaine and all of the other stylists here at Apothecary Hair Lounge. They're truly making a difference, not only in what they're doing in their community, but also how they're trying to leave a cleaner footprint in the haircutting industry. Until next time, get out there and discover all of the incredible things that Springford has to offer. Great places to live, work, eat, and explore. I'll see you next time on Discover Springford.